think people are going to start. Ah, there we go. So welcome to the Power Half Hour, everyone. Uh, every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern or 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, uh, we interview a top producer or coach uh, to really inspire the troops. So today we have a very special guest out of New Jersey, USA. I met this gentleman on a TikTok, actually. And the man is just spitting fire every single day. And uh, just really, really an honor to have you on today. David Ranney, welcome. Thank you so much, John. Thank you for having me here. I'm looking forward to uh, chopping it up with you today. Absolutely, man. So thank you again. Um, tell us about your journey. You, you gave me a little bit about your bio. You've been in real estate 15 years. You moved from Dallas to New Jersey. But anything in between there that you thought uh, you, know, <laughs> you could share? Absolutely. So I'll, I'll tell you, I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, and moved to Los Angeles, where I met my wife. Um, I, from there, we went to Austin, and that's where I got into real estate. And the way I got into real estate, I went to a conference at my church, and the motivational speaker who was there, he said to the entire audience, raise your hand if there's something that you want to do that you've never done. And I raised my hand. I didn't think he would pick on me, and he did. And the thing I wanted to do was buy investment property. And he started talking to me about what's holding me back. And it was really fear. So he challenged me to write a check for $1,000 and give it to someone in the church. And if I didn't buy an investment property within two months, they were able to cash that check. So you don't know me well, but when it comes to money, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't lose money, right? So yeah. they gave me two months. In two weeks, I was under contract on my first investment property. I bought a duplex. Wow. And from there, I got the bug and started buying more property. So that's what got me into real estate. Wow, that's awesome. And so that was I, I, then pre-2006 then? So oh, that was, we moved to Austin in 2000. So this was probably okay. 2002 when I, when I bought this property. Yep. 2002. Okay. Okay. Yeah. My first one. And so from there, I started buying more property with this, uh, with this real estate agent. He was actually a broker. And he said to me, listen, dude, you're doing all the work. Why don't you get your license and come work for me? And you can keep your commission when you buy property. So that's what I did. Uh, and I, I eventually started helping other people buy investment properties and then realized, hey, I can actually make a good living from this. Yeah. And I started pursuing real estate full time as I moved from Austin to Houston um, I transitioned into doing real estate full time uh, around 2006 or seven. Yeah. So then 2006 or seven, that's when you started your career. That's when the market started crashing. How was that like for you? You know, for me, I was working with HUD foreclosures at the time. So it was great for me. You know, all okay. the investors were on the sidelines and they were looking to buy HUD foreclosures. So I took part in that and bought some really great properties. I also helped a lot of other people buy properties and then turn around and rent those out or flip those homes. So it actually worked out well. Mm -hmm. And what I learned to do with foreclosures is how to hit the ground. I mean, it's all about yeah. numbers and how many people you talk to. And so it taught me how to get out there and, and, and um, hit the ground hard and just talk to a lot of people every day. And that's what got me into prospecting and lead generation yeah. coaching, right? That's awesome. So uh, you started buying real estate, getting into real estate, selling for yourself, uh, 2006 and seven, got into the foreclosure game. Now, yep. so for another five, six years, then you moved to New Jersey. What, why the move? So my wife, Michelle's in pharmaceuticals. She's been in that industry for about 20 years. And so oh. when we were in Dallas, they made her an offer we couldn't refuse. And uh, we, we like to fun, follow the money trail, as I say. So we, um, <laughs> 
dropped everything in Dallas and moved to New Jersey. And um, I started real estate here, you know, from scratch, which is uh, a bit of a challenge. However, it's doable if you know what to do. I do want to talk about that because you made the move and I hear, you know, a, you know, small percent of, of agents move marketplaces completely and just start thriving. Now mm -hmm. you started to really hit the ground running by doing two things uh, that I know of uh, expire listings and for sale by owners. Yes. Tell us a little bit about right. that. journey. Well, the reason I, I did that is I realized very quickly I needed to make money and I did not have a local sphere of influence. I didn't know anyone. And mm -hmm. so if I wanted to make money, I've always believed in real estate, if you want to last, you have to list property. Yes, sir. So it's about getting leads, getting listings, and learning how to leverage. So a mentor of mine told me for sale by owner, we call them Fizzbowls, but he told me it stood for fastest source of business opportunity. Whoa. Okay. Say that again. Fastest source of business opportunity is a Fizzbow. Is a Fizzbow. He said- they have their hands raised and they're saying, I have a house to sell. They don't think they need us in the beginning, but they do need us. 90% of for sale by owners end up listing with an agent. So I learned very quickly that instead of going door knocking random houses in the neighborhood, I'm going to door knock the people that have their hands raised and that's expired. And that's for sale by owners. Mm. So that's what I did. And I had to learn the scripts, of course, you know, what to say. I had to learn how to overcome the objections they gave me. And then I had to learn how to be persistent, right? And follow up every week. And once I did that, I started getting business pretty quickly. Nice. So I think the, the main ingredient here is uh, the persistence. Mm -hmm. Because we could all role play. We could all, you know, go out there and prospect. But people give up too easily, especially with these two sources. You get massive rejection. How did you overcome uh, that rejection and kept going? Because I understand that, I need to get a certain amount of rejection to get to the yeses. Right. And so I was almost welcoming the people who rejected me because here's one thing, you know, let me back up a little bit. Every time I lead Jen, I had on the baseball cap, the New York Yankees baseball cap, the NY in my mind stood for not yet. So mm. I would always tell myself, they're not telling me no, and they're not rejecting me. They're just saying, not yet. We just put our house on the market. We feel like we can sell it. Not yet. We're not ready for you yet. So although it was rejection, in my mind, I looked at it as I just need to follow up because I know they're going to get to the sweet spot where they have to get to Florida and their house hasn't sold and they couldn't do it on their own and they need my help. And if I stay mm -hmm. persistent and continue to follow up every week, I'm going to call them one Monday and they're going to say, you know what, David, come <laughs> talk to You've done a great job. You call us every week. You come to our open houses. We really like you. Come talk to us about what you can do to help us. Man, so it works. It, it works. It definitely works. The, the for sale by owner game is the follow up game. But people usually give up after the second follow up. No joke. Right. I agree. Just is your average in your marketplace. How many follow up calls do you have to do with a for sale by owner for them to say, David, come over and list my house? eight to 12, somewhere in that range, right? So I tell people, if you're not committed to calling for at least eight weeks straight, don't even make the first phone call. It's not yeah. worth your time if you're not going to keep the, the follow-up going. It's, it's like that image. You've probably seen it where this guy has a pickaxe and he's going through a mine trying to break through and get the diamonds. Yeah. And he gets frustrated because he's not able to find the, find the treasure and he gives up. 
and the next person comes in and they hit the wall one time and they break through and the treasure is right there on the floor. Right. It's like that with a for sale by owner. You may call for eight weeks straight and they mm -hmm. keep telling you no, but that one week you decide, oh, I'm going to skip them this week. They, they're never ready. I'm just going to wait a couple of weeks before I call them. It's that week that you skip calling them that oh. they're actually ready, but you didn't show up for the opportunity. Wow. Okay. Well, this is some mindset about for sale by owners, guys. If this is not inspiring you to make that call, you should be inspired by now. Do you have a system with uh, your coaching training program for FISBOS? Yeah, and it's, it's quite simple. Uh, okay. If I can just break down the, the basics to you. And I, I'm using a virtual background, so I hope that you can see this. Yeah. This $20 Rolodex folder that you can buy at Staples is number one through 31. This is all I use for my for sale by owners. Wow. And so let me just briefly explain it to you. Okay. Every time I make a phone call, I have a script in front of me. Even though I know the script by heart, I have a script in front of me. So mm -hmm. I would have 20 copies of a for sale by owner script. Oh. When I got someone on the phone, as I'm asking them questions, I'm writing their answer down. And then that script became my lead sheet. So I would write their name, address, and phone number on that script. And if I talk to them today on the 27th, I know that my follow-up for FISBOS is every Monday. So mm -hmm. I would take that person and I would put them in for November 1st. They're going to hear from me on the 1st. Right. Right. And we do that because for sale by owners are showing property and doing open houses all weekend. It's Sunday evening when they haven't received an offer and they're really frustrated where they start talking about maybe we need to do something different. Mm. And so when I call Monday morning, they're like, David, you know, we were just talking about possibly working with an agent. Can you come by and talk to us? Man. So it's important to do that Monday follow up. So that Rolodex folder is all I use for my follow up. So basically, after you call them, you put it in and then you call them one time, you put it in the next Monday, you call them one time, put it in the next Monday. That's it. Or unless they say, hey, David, it's the first. Give us a call on Wednesday. Then I would put them in on the third. And so every day I came into my office, this was sitting right on my desk. Nothing else. My, my desk was clear. Just this. And I would reach in and say, OK, it's November 3rd. Grab everyone I needed to call. And I would call those people back. It was a guaranteed way to make sure I didn't miss anything because it was right in my face. That's what I love about you, man. You were so, uh, you know, back to the basics kind of guy. And we're in a world of tech. We're in the world of uh, machines, you know, taking over real estate. And yeah, you're going back to old school. That's yes. what I love about you, man. So that's all you teach is, is uh, so tell us, tell us a bit about PUSH, what that means and what is the training program? So PUSH stands for prospect until success happens, right? Keep pushing, keep going for it. And I have a couple of different programs that I run. One is a for sale by owner and expired prospecting program okay. where I teach you how to learn the scripts, how to internalize the scripts so you don't sound robotic and canned. You, you're just yourself and you have a dialogue with the seller. Um, so that's PUSH 1.0. And then I have PUSH 2.0, which is this seller just called me and said, come meet with me. Now, what do I do? So I train agents wow. on how to pre-qualify the seller to make sure you're meeting with a ready, willing, enabled seller. I teach them how to put together a pre-listing packet that you send to the seller before you even get there, which is your resume and your marketing plan, right? And the information on pricing the property correctly. And then I train agents on how to learn the listing presentation soup to nuts. So you know it by heart. 
how to overcome common seller objections that you get at the listing appointment, and then ultimately how to close when you're there. A lot of times we're in front of a seller and we close and they say, no, I'll think about it. I'll call you tomorrow. And we leave and we shouldn't leave. We should stay there and close (laughs) at least four more times. I mean, they're looking to hire a salesperson, show them that you know how to close, right? right? And so that's what I train agents to do in the program is how to close when you're there. Because my mindset is, if I leave your house without getting the paperwork signed, the chances I'm going to get it signed are, are pretty slim. And so handle those objections and close when you're there. So basically from A to Z, the, this whole sales process on taking a listing yes. until you sell the listing, you, you got it all in your training program. I have it all. I have it all. There you go. It's prospect yep. until success happens, guys. That's a grind. That's a, that's a grind, David. Uh, tell me about the grind. I mean, you've been in it 15 years. How is the grind? Yeah. Yo, so it, it's definitely a grind because, look, we're human. And there are times when we are, I remember weeks where I was calling every day and I prospected Monday through Friday for three hours. And I can remember doing that for a week solid with no appointments. And mm-hmm. there are times like, what am I not doing? What am I not saying? I'm so frustrated. I just want to give up. Mm-hmm. And yet, the minute you're ready to give up, if you just stay focused and you make one more phone call, that's the person who's ready to meet with you. Right. So the grind is understanding that you have two jobs in real estate. Your job in the morning is to create opportunities. So get on the phone and lead generate and book appointments. That's your morning job, right. nine to 12. Your job in the afternoon is to service your existing clients go on appointments, take listings, write up offers, negotiate contracts. And if you understand that you have two jobs and you treat them separate, you don't let anything get in the way of you getting on the phone and creating opportunities, you'll be successful. It's a grind though. And it's all about following a schedule and time blocking those activities. It's so simple, guys. It's again, going back to the basics. Mornings is for getting business. The afternoon is for doing business. Monday to Friday, Nothing sexy. It's very simple. Tell us about the, is, first of all, it's grind. Second of all, yes. it's monotonous and it's repetitious boredom. How do we get over that as agents? Because after 15 years, it's got to be boring. Well, you have to get comfortable with the boredom of focus, right? Yeah. It's just something that you need to do. However, what I did is I gave myself a reward for staying focused. Mm. So When I lived in Dallas, I'm a movie guy, and I would go to the movies every Friday. Every time we had a new release, I was at the movies. So my my whole goal was, if I did all my lead generating Monday through Friday, and I booked the number of appointments I needed to hit my goal, I allowed myself to take Friday noon off and actually go see a movie. And no one knew it was a movie. In my calendar, it said meeting. Nobody knew (laughs) that was a movie, but that was my reward for plugging in and doing my work. So yes, it's a grind. Yes, it burns you out. But when you have something to look forward to, it makes it exciting. That's one of my mentors, you know, my 10th year in the business, I'm like, I'm just grinding all day. I'm doing seven days a week, 12, 14 hour days. And he tapped me on the shoulder and he said, you got to have something to look forward to. So Mm. this is exactly it. For you, it was the movie every Friday. And yeah, if I can look forward to something on Friday, my Monday to Thursday will be that much more intense. So as we as agents, what are we looking forward to? If you're just looking forward to the next listing, it's endless. You can always take listings, man. You can only as good as your last sale. You're always going to be chasing. 
So yeah. which leads me to my next thought is you focus on work-life balance. Majority yes. of our, our, uh, our guys right now on the call have no balance and it's okay. How do you do it? How do you have that? So a couple of things. We're professionals, right? Right. Think about professionals in your life, your doctor, your dentist, your lawyer, your chiropractor. They have working hours. When they're gone and you call them at six o'clock, guess what? You leave a message, they call you back the following business day. So the biggest thing I learned was to have working hours. And I actually had a message on my voicemail that said, hey, it's David. If you're reaching me after 6 p.m., I will return the call the following business day. If it's an emergency, please text me. And so what that did is it taught people to respect my schedule. If you're calling after six, you know that's family time for me. And you know that I will call you back the following business day. And the minute I actually set those parameters up in my life, my clients and people started to respect my schedule. But I had to respect, respect it first. And I had mm. to create that cutoff. And I also had to give myself permission to say, everything will be okay if I call them tomorrow. I don't have to jump at every phone call. I don't have to run out and show every property. It'll be okay if it waits until the morning. And listen, if I, if, if I ended up missing a buyer or missing a listing, I knew that I was working so hard and I had a pipeline filled of other opportunities that if I miss one because I was spending time with my family, it's okay. There's other deals that are coming in the pipeline and I'll just take those listings later on. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's just it right there. You got to respect your own schedule first guys, before your clients will actually respect it. So if yeah. clients call you and you're picking up at 1030 at night on a small issue, then they know next time they'll call you at 11 o'clock at night because that's who you are. You pick up at night, but if you don't, yes. And you tell them right up front, this is my schedule. This is what I do when I take on a client. If you're okay with yes. that, we can go ahead with it. Right. So you got to. And, and if they're not okay with it, then maybe that's not the right person for you to work with. Right. So you, you need to choose your clients. You need to be able to set up your parameters and make sure they're going to respect it um, at night and also in the morning. I told my clients and all the other agents in my office, nine to 12, if you call me, you're not going to get me. That's when I'm out making phone calls, finding buyers for my sellers. And I would tell my sellers that. So they knew not to call me between nine to 12 because I'm working for them. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, this, that's something else about you. You have this like calm demeanor and you're, it just looks like you're, you're never attached to anything. How, how did you become that? Or are you always like that? So calm and like, you know what, if it, if it doesn't work with you, doesn't work with me, we shouldn't work together. But for a newer agent, they're like, oh my gosh, please give me this listing. Please become my buyer. You know, how, how do you get over that? Well, I had to learn um, when I was going after listings because I had what I like to call commission breath. I just needed to make money. <laughs> I ended up working with people that were nightmares, right? And so I decided that I'm only going to work with people who are coachable and motivated mm. and who were willing to sit down with me and follow the system that I put out there. Because every time I decided to work with someone that wasn't motivated and coachable, it was a disaster, right? Yeah. And so, again, when you're prospecting and you're doing enough lead gen, it's easy for you to say, you know, thank you, but no thank you, because you know that you have other opportunities, but if you're not doing your job, which is actually prospecting every day, you feel like you have to take every deal that comes your way because that's the only thing you have in front of you that can turn into a paycheck. 
I didn't want to have that lack mentality. Well, that's that's just it with all salespeople, right? Um, they don't prospect, so they end up with um, you know not so good clients, and then yep. they have to be attached to them because they don't prospect. It's like a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. It really is. It really is. Guys, when you generate, you don't have to tolerate. This is what, <laughs> there you I go. I know you know that one, David. Love that okay. one. Yes. So we, we talked about uh, the prospecting, the system, the coaching programs. You're now, you know, full-time coaching and, um, you know, you're, you're teaching people how to have a work-life balance. And you had a post on TikTok, man, and that went viral. Tell us about the concept of one, three, seven. Listen up, guys. Okay. So first of all, I want to say this is not something I created. I learned this from someone else. The one, three, seven is you take at least one day off a week. You have at least a three-day weekend once a month. And every quarter, you take seven days off. Mm. And I know people hear that. They're like, what? Wait, what? That's exactly what we need to be doing. You cannot work seven days a week, 12 hours a day. You will burn out and you don't need to work that hard. Mm -hmm. Think about it this way. If you plan a vacation, how much work do you get done before that vacation? You get everything you need to get done before that vacation hits, don't you? Your business blows up. It does, right? Yeah. So the same thing, when you're taking that one day off, I take every Monday off. I don't do any real estate work on Monday. I'm a nature and landscape photographer as well. So Mondays I go hiking and I go out and take photos. And that's my one day. My kids are at school. My wife is at work. It's it's just me. That's the one day, right? And then the three-day weekend, at least once a month, we owe it to ourselves to be able to unplug for three days. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about our business is we can leverage. We don't have to be there to show every property. We don't have to be there to write up every contract. We don't have to be at every inspection. We don't have to meet with every appraiser. We can leverage other agents to do that when we have that time off. We have to be able to release some of that work because no one's going to do it as well as we can. However, done is better than perfect. And you having balance in your life is more important than you having control of every little thing in your business. You have to be able to let go too. Definitely. I mean, uh, from my own own experience, the more I let go, actually, the more it comes. But the caveat is you have to take the actions first yes. to be able yes. to let go. But if you're just letting go doing nothing, nothing will happen anyway. So guys, one, three, seven, one day off a week, three days off every month and seven yep. days off every quarter, every quarter. And it's very doable. And what I will tell you is every time I take a vacation, and this may be the same for you, isn't that when you get the person who wants to list with you or you have a buyer who's ready to write up an offer every time you plan vacation? So I feel like we should be planning more vacations because it seems like that's when all the business happens. And it's because we're putting in so much work before we go, you know, that that creates opportunity for us, right? I think it's called Murphy's Law. That it just happens and it happens for everyone. It's not yeah. magic. You're just becoming more efficient as, as you come up to your vacation. Absolutely. So what, what's next for you? What's next for you? What's your vision for the next five to 10 years? That you, you, Where do you want to take push? Well, so what's interesting is my initial goal was in about five years. So I was looking at 2023. I wanted to take push virtual. And Mm. guess what happened? COVID happened. So I had to go being in the classroom 
And I had to learn Zoom very quickly and how to do push virtually. So I'm already there where I thought it mm-hmm. would take me to 2023. I'm doing that right now. Right. So my goal now is to take it outside of New Jersey. I do have a small percentage of agents that take it from other states, but I want to have this nationwide. I can help any agent no matter where they're located because it's it's a simple process and it's a mindset. And I just want to be able to help anyone who's willing to plug into the system. So my goal in five years, um, if, if you don't mind, I'll share this. I have this check that's on my vision board. I don't know if you can see it. It's made out for $50,000. I made it out to myself. And I, I was inspired by Jim Carrey. I don't know if you guys know his story, yes. but he wrote a check out for $10 million. Dumb and he wrote in the memo section, <laughs> yep, acting re- uh, services rendered. And he said, I'm going to make $10 million by 1995. And I think the Thanksgiving of 1994, he got paid $10 million for Dumb and Dumber. But he put it out there and he did the work to make that happen. My goal is to make $50,000 a month with my push training and my coaching. But in order to do that, I need to get out there and make sure people know who I am and what I do and how people are growing in my program. Dude, I mean, what you're doing is phenomenal. Um, You know, your passion, your enthusiasm on TikTok, it just shows and it vibrates through, you know, uh, we we haven't even met each other in person, obviously, but uh, I can see you doing big, big things. And I, I see that paycheck, man, coming sooner than you think. Dude, oh, I uh, love to hear that. No, Amen. thank you. Thank you for all the value that you provide already for free. So guys, if you want to uh, join David, uh, follow him on Instagram and everything and uh, TikTok, of course, that's where we met. Yep. David, what's your why? You're so passionate Bad about everything. So a couple of things. Number one, I believe if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want, Right. And that's the way I operate. And that's why I give so much out for free, because it's not always about the money. It's about, can I help you get to where you want to be? And so my big why ultimately is to live a life by design. Here's my saying. Here's my affirmation. I am a powerful creator. I create the life I want and I enjoy it to the fullest. What that means to me is taking my camera and traveling the world and taking great photos and being able to teach push virtually. So I'm, I'm working, but my majority of my life is doing what I love, which is nature and landscape photography. So that's my big why is to create a program that allows me to travel this great world, share my photography, and also share everything I know about real estate. Real estate, uh, the grind, all, although you're having great family balance, you got two girls, 13 and 15, man, life is good. Dude, and big congratulations on what you're doing. TikTok, Rodney, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Got it. And so last, last but not least, we're coming to the end of 2021. It's been a hell of a year for everyone. Yep. What do you see for 2022? And what's two pieces of your best advice for the agents on the call and who's ever watching? I think 20, uh, 2022 is going to be a great year. And my biggest advice would be don't take your foot off the gas, especially right now, October, mm-hmm. November, and December. What you guys have to understand is in order to have a great 2022, it starts now because the work we do shows up as a paycheck three months from now. So essentially it's January 27th of 2022. Do you want to have paychecks coming in or do you want to have bills coming in? And so what I would say <laughs> to you is, Put the work in now so that in January, you have listings, you have things that are under contract, you have a pipeline of people who want to put their house on the sp- in the market in the spring. 
And if you wait until January to get started, you're not going to have a paycheck until April. I don't know about you, but that's not acceptable. I have, I have bills, I have obligations. So I would tell you, do not take your foot off the gas in October, November, and December. Continue to work, go to a business planning clinic, figure out what your goals are and what you need to be doing every single day. It's very easy to figure out in order to hit this number, I need to go on X number of listing appointments. In order to do that, I need to talk to X number of people. In order to do that, I need to make X number of phone calls. Once you figure that out, then you know what your job is every morning and you just have to get up and do it and be comfortable with the boredom focused. That's it. That's it, guys. Just put in the work. You have to be comfortable with repetitious boredom. And it is actually January 27th. Guys, we are already in 2022. If you want a paycheck in January, you better work now. Don't take your foot yes. off the gas. It's That's already it. next year. It's already next year. So, David, how can we uh, join Push? So, I have some information that I put in the chat. Number one, my TikTok and my Instagram. My website, davidradneypush.com, will give you information about the PUSH program. And you can also reach out to me if you have any questions. I'll call you and talk you through uh, what's happening with PUSH. I do have a class starting up November 4th, and that is the listing mastery class Ooh. where we talk about what you need to do to take listings. And so uh, the PUSH program, go to my website. It'll have all the information you need there. And again, I can answer any follow-up questions that you may have about the program and what I offer. Amazing. David, thank you for today. Uh, it was a pleasure chatting with you. I'm sure you inspired everyone on the call and everyone on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And we'll see you all on TikTok. See you guys on TikTok. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon, guys. I appreciate you. Thank you, David. Make it a great thank day, you. guys. All the best.